Hello, you are listening to the Fantasy Among Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Kyle Dunn. Today we have another extra special episode, joined by two uh, co-hosts, co-stars, whatever you want to call them. Uh, Drew DeVoe, Jesse Parkinson, we're joining you from the beautiful Port Orchard, Washington, uh, recording from Drew DeVoe's brand new apartment, so it'll be a, a great time. Talk a little bit, a little bit about fantasy. Drew has an announcement for us and doing some of this or that. So uh, sit back, relax, and I hope you enjoy the pod. What's up, fantasy among bros, fantasy listeners? Welcome back to the podcast. We got Drew Devoe, Jesse Perkinson here. Both of these gentlemen have been on the podcast prior to this episode. So I won't get too um, deep into intros or any shit like that. Uh, Also, I've had some criticism about getting too not football-related. So I just want to jump right into fantasy talk, even though there'll be be a time and place for personal matters. But I want to let you guys know about a fantasy promotion. Fantasy League Baseball is about... Less than two weeks away, I'm a big marriage fan. I'm sure a lot of us are all marriage fans. Um, I'm really excited for baseball season. The, it's going to be a short season. Luckily for me, like I lose interest about 60 games in anyway. Seems That's usually when the marriages are out of contention. It'll be a short season. Uh, the postseason is expanded to 14 teams. So the marriages have a, a great shot, actually, to making the postseason. It's probably the best shot they've had in a while because it seems like they get off to st- the hot starts and kind of fizzle out. So with that being said, why not have a little more vested interest in fantasy, a little more interest in baseball, and I want to do a, a free fantasy league. I was cleaning out my house the other day, and I found a, a $25 Applebee's gift card. I'm not the biggest fan of Applebee's, so I thought it would be great to donate it as a, uh, a, a carrot, a gift, uh, a prize for a fun ba- fantasy league. Obviously, I'm a huge football fan, but I want to make this fantasy baseball similar to fantasy football. So I want to do a hitters-only league, um, just like in football. It's all offense. Just like So I want to do a baseball league that is all offense. Free league. Um, tell your friends. I want to get you know 12 to 16, even 20. Probably not going to get that many, but... Um, it'll be a free league, 25 bucks, hitters only, no pitching stats, super simple. Um, scoring will be each category. Uh, you'll play like someone one-on-one, but you'll try to win each category. Hits, home runs, batting average, steals, all those basic stat, um, statistics. Um, if you have more than your opponent in each of those categories, you'll you receive a win. So there'll probably be six or seven categories, so if you do well, you could be set, you know, five and two, whatever, three and four, whatever it is. Um, I think that'll help differentiate the best players from the worst players, especially in such a short, you know, it's a six-week regular season, two weeks of playoffs. And like I said, the more players we get, the bit, the bigger the playoff pool could be and the, the greater your chances of uh, winning that $25 Applebee's gift card. Uh, Applebee's, in good in the neighborhood, Drew DeVoe, he already told me he wants to uh, take his boys out to Blondie's. That's a signature dessert they have. Oh, yeah. Uh, yep. Blondie's are really delicious. 
a lot of great times. You know, going down to Applebee's way too late, getting a blondie, having some great times. They also have these new bowls. Really? Kind of like burrito bowls. Yeah, like kind of taking a play out of Chipotle's playbook. I thought you're not a big fan of Applebee's. I'm not a huge fan of Applebee's, but I'm just trying to promote this league and try to get some participation. It's okay. my goal. Um, you know, it's my first go-around as being a commissioner. A commissioner's goal is always to, um, you know, get the most participation, have your members, you know, have a great time and have a great experience. So by doing that, put this gift card to good use, hopefully. You know, you turn on baseball, you see a couple hitters that you like, and they're in your team, and you can root for them. It just, you know, there's going to be a lot of baseball. You know that sports right now, it's pretty dry. And I know in two weeks on the 24th, right, Drew? Is that when the Mariners' first game is? I believe so. Yeah, the 24th, opening day against the Astros, you know, and from pretty much the whole month of August to the whole month of whole month of. September is going to be ball, a lot of baseball to watch. Another thing about the Mariners making the postseason, Astros can't go to the postseason. Oh, are so they a, are they banned? Yeah. They're banned from the postseason? That's what one of their things was. Nice. I believe. Oh, shit. So, that's a, one less person in the division. Definitely. So, I didn't know that. Yeah. So, what about you, Kyle? Who are you looking at in the first round of this? What's someone that you're looking at? Obviously, besides... Mr. Trout. Mr. S- Trout. Yeah. I love Tr- Mike Trout. Who, who do you think, if you had that number two pick? Well, I've always been a huge... Obviously, Mariners have been the most of the baseball I've watched. Yeah. I've always liked Jose Altuve. Okay. He gets a lot of hits. I think he could be very productive fantasy-wise, but... Um, even, even after the cheating scandal, you think that... I'm just playing. Um, I, think he's, he's I think he's talented. You know, if he okay. knows the pitch or not, um, it probably will drop his um, so average looking, down. But like Altuve. I like Altuve always. Jesse, what about you? Who do you like for fantasy baseball first round? I mean, to be honest, Ichiro. Ichiro. <laughs> I, I I like Otani. Okay. Oh. I don't know much about baseball, so I think this is a great introduction league. Mm. You know, the people that yeah. You know, football is obviously the big league. Everyone knows that. Um, but, you know, maybe dipping your toes into other fancy football leagues, especially uh, since fancy football is, uh, you know, only six months out of the year at the most. And so instead of having six months of downtime, maybe you got, uh, you know, another league to keep your interest. Um, also, maybe to refine your studying skills yep. when it does come to, you know, fancy football, if that's your number one choice. And so just and maybe just get more comfortable with another league. Um, another sport um, and trying to find some investment in it so when it is you know the off season for whatever you know football or ba- uh, basketball whatever your number one sport is you have something else to, to root for in the downtime definitely and that's what I love about fantasy I know Wyatt Trushel mentioned this last week talking about a game that you'd never care about Jags Bucks for instance but with fantasy football you care about who's scoring touchdowns but now you could be rooting for, you know, Pirates versus Phillies. And, you know, you have, who, Segura? He's on the Phillies still, right, Drew? Yep, third base now. Yeah, he's playing third base for the Phillies. Segura, ex-Mariner. He, he might be on your team. He sells a great average. So just that's just an example. But I know, uh, I mean, shit, Thurston County is going back into phase two. You're going to be probably homebound for 
a little bit. So why not try to watch some baseball, learn about it, even if you're not the biggest baseball fan, and uh, try to get some more pleasure out of it. And with that, we can do fantasy. And hopefully maybe you earn a little gift card. Take the wife out, take the missus or the girlfriend or the boyfriend or whatever your uh, sexual orientation might be or your preference. I don't care. Uh, We don't discriminate on this podcast. But whatever it is, hopefully you can have a good time. Or Drew, he's taking his boys out uh, for blondies. So awesome, Drew. I love that. that, That's Drew's caring heart. He wants to take his friends out for blondies. big old caring heart. (laughs) And uh, so, big fat kid. <laughs> anyway, fancy baseball guys, please. I'm I'm really desperate for members. I'm begging you, join. Even if you don't know that much about baseball, you could do research online. It takes like five minutes to look at rankings for each position. It's uh, you know, we're gonna have a catcher, first base, second base, third base, shortstop, three outfielders, a utility, and a DH. It's really straightforward, really simple. Um, even if, you know, you don't need to know much about baseball to at least compete. So please consider it. One thing I will say, the final, final message, you know, there's some days, mostly in baseball, everyone plays every day, too. Sometimes there'll be a team that takes an off day. So if you do decide to play, if you are going to play, you got to just at least move guys around on your roster every day because there might be someone on your bench who's playing that you have on your roster who's not playing. So just switching them in and out every day is just a good way to stay ahead of the game and gives you those extra points. So That's right. Just a little, just a little tip if you do decide to play. Um, always just be looking at your roster every day. It just takes like maybe a two, three minutes every day. Maybe look at the waiver wire to see if someone drops someone or whatnot. Um, yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely just be active. I don't, you know, it's for shits and giggles. You're not paying anything for this league. Yeah. Be active, trading. Try to explore. It's a fantasy curious league. So give that a try, Jesse. He doesn't really know, know much about baseball. He's trying. Um, he does love Otani. He does love Otani. And Kikuchi. And Kikuchi. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's my boys. Yep. Anyone with uh, Japanese roots, Jesse is a fan of. So we love yeah. that. He'll probably have an all Japanese team. Called Ichiban Fools. And he is taking his name out of fantasy. Yeah. Oh, wait, what was it again? Ichiban. Ichiban Fools. Ichiban Fools. No, but didn't you have someone, a uh, different thing in front of Ichiban Fool? No. Ichiban. 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 Number one fool. He's the number one fool in the league. Everyone knows that. Um, so, anyway, White I want to plug that. Yeah, White, we'll, and we'll get more into that <laughs> as we get started. Um, Let's get started into fantasy football now. That's why you're here. You're here to be fed fantasy football knowledge. And um, as you know, if you listened to this podcast before, I've mentioned Drew DeVoe uh, sitting right next to me. But he has created a spinoff league. He he doesn't like when I say that spinoff league. It kind of demeans the league, I feel like. And I I want to be public and say it's not – any less of a league. Um, it's a great league. I'm actually uh, really pleased of how he's managed it. Just because I say it's a spinoff league, just, you know, think of a TV show that has a spinoff character who has their own show. doesn't mean that show's any any worse. It's just kind of a, you know, 
derives from another show. So that's what I mean by spinoff league. I know Drew took that kind of personally that I've been referring to as a spinoff league. My, my feelings were hurt. His feelings are hurt, and I want to address that publicly. And, but we do have a big announcement for Drew, so I'm going to let Drew take over on this one. So after further consideration in talking with Commissioner Walker, uh, I will be back in the Fantasy Among Bros. Nice. We are all... Yes, thank you, Drew. Thank um, you. Came to the realization, you know, that even though Colton and I have our differences about how to run a league... I just want to play with my friends, play with my buddies. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, you know, it's still going to be extra competitive. Um, hopefully, I can win the regular season title again and maybe win the, the real title. Mm-hmm. I know I have my struggles in the playoffs, but you know, I'm, I'm, I got to prove myself. And you know what? I'll still have the other league. Yep. Um, and you know what? I'm going to take both very seriously. Like I always do, and uh, we're we have some fun this year for football. Hopefully, uh, it doesn't get delayed or whatnot, and uh, we're having a good year. So okay, thanks you. So you're gonna be commissioner of one league and an active participant in the other league. Yep, correct. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I'm sure everyone's wondering. All the listeners want to know: Can you handle being a commissioner and being an active participant? Can you handle that? I don't know. It's a lot, dude. I don't know if I can handle it, man. It's uh, it's so, man. It's very demanding. Oh, man. Yeah, it's going to be a tough one, dude. No, I'm kidding. Um, of sarcastic? Course. Yep. Very sarcastic. Of course, dude. You know what? Like I said, in my, in my league, a lot of it's going to be owner... Ran so I think that brings a lot of weight off my shoulders because a lot of it is ran by the owners okay. as far as rules and regulations, and so obviously there might be a hiccup or two. I might have I don't know I'll have to head that, but we bring it to the table. Yep, and, and we talk it. about it, and you know instead of me making a decision, so. Well, it'll be good, and uh, it'll be a good time to be competitive, and I hope that all you guys who join take it just as seriously because, you know, it's going to be it's gonna be competitive. You know, we're all learning. I don't know. I've never been in, in a super flex league with Fab either, um, and redra- or uh, Keeper League. You know, I've never been in it either. We're all learning, but it doesn't mean we can't be competitive. So. Yeah. Andrew, let me take a hot take right now. Uh, is it a hot take? It's a very hot take. Right. And it's something I want to get off my shoulder. All right. Hot. Get off your shoulder. I hear I have interviewed various people about your league. And the common theme I hear is, uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll wait and see how this league goes. You know, this is really pussyfooting around it. Uh, but that doesn't come off as very confident to me. Yeah. That I seems agree. like... Uh, Oh, I don't, you know, I'm not that confident in my fantasy abilities. I just want to see how it goes because I don't know how this league works. You know, that type of deal. I just want to say, if you have that attitude, you know, I'd check yourself a little bit. And, yeah. I, and if you're a competitor, you want you can handle a two-quarterback league. You can handle a keeper league. Keeper league. It's and still fantasy football. I, exactly. It is. Yeah, so, you know, I just get tired of hearing people say, we'll see how it goes. I'm not going to call people by name. But, you know, it's just like, are you a, are you a real one or you're not? 
you know, and when it, when it boils down to. So, so Jesse, what do you, you know, I, don't, I hate to put you on the spot, Jay Perk, but what are, you, what are your thoughts on two leagues, kind of two different Honestly, if formats? You're, if you're a real fantasy football league player, um, you should be salivating at these two leagues opening, especially if you're in both of them. Because anyone who plays fantasy football, anyone who does a draft, anyone who trades, knows that there's some regret with each and every pick, each and every trade, there's some regret. You know, I wish I had this guy. What could I have done if I got this guy? And if you are playing both, if you want to look at the, you know, the angle of, um, you know, how these leagues can work together is that, you know, you don't have to have as many reservations about your picks and about, you, you know, your trades because, hey, you know, in uh, the two quarterback league, I, I value quarterbacks more. So let's see what happens when I take Lamar in the first round. You know, in oh, yeah. your other league where, you know, the quarterback maybe is not so, uh, so important to you. Hey, let me, you know, let me do my, my two running back situation like uh, I usually do. You know, first and second round go uh, running back. And you kind of get the best of both worlds. Okay. I mean, yeah, of course you can, you know, pick the same people in both leagues. But any, any real fantasy football league player is going to be able to see that they have more options, more choices. And that they're excited to be able to try out those those uh, those chances and, and see how they work and maybe they play into future uh, draft situations and future trade situations. It's hmm. great insight, Jesse. Thank you uh, for that. Yeah, I just want to express my remorse on how maybe I've portrayed Drew's league. I know Drew hasn't been happy with you know calling it a spinoff league. I don't mean any ill will by that. It's uh, it's right there with him. So, Drew DeVoe, I have a question directly yeah. for you. Um, do you have a two-quarterback draft strategy? How does that change anything? You know, I, like I said before, I'm new to this strategy as well. Um, I do believe that, you know, if, for those who have been in the Fantasy Among Bros League, quarterbacks don't get taken very high. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. if I were you... You know, I would be taking those quarterbacks. You yeah. think we got we're gonna have fourteen owners in this league, my my new league. So if each play each team has two quarterbacks, that's twenty eight quarterbacks. Thirty two possible. Yeah, I like that. And so you know what? Um, if you slack on taking quarterbacks, you're gonna get the the lower end quarterbacks, and uh, you might regret it. But at the same time, that might be your strategy. You might say, "Everyone's taking these quarterbacks so high. I'm going to take, I'm going to take these position players because these guys are first round talent, second round talents, who are slipping into the third round." Yeah, definitely. So, like I said, we're all learning about. Well, for those who might haven't been in this kind of league before, we're all learning about it, but. Even though that we haven't been it, doesn't mean that we can't take it competitive. Yes, this might be the the year that we learn about our draft strategy and what would work for us and what not. But you know what? It's still our. It's still uh, everyone's first time, and we're gonna take it seriously, and it's gonna be competitive. Okay. Thank you, Commish. Yep. Um. So you you're a commissioner, Colton Walker. Mm-hmm. Long-time commissioner, which I, I want to go on record saying he's done a great job. You kind of disagree with that statement, and you have two different leagues, kind of what stemmed uh, from you 
spinning off and making your own league. <laughs> spin off. The spin off league. The spin off league. How can can these two leagues work together or is it two separate entities? Well, you know what? Here's the thing. I don't think that Colton hasn't done a great job. I think last year was kind of over the top for me and you know, it's just kind of progressed. So I think you know, beginning he started great, and I think overall he's a pretty good commissioner. I just, I just wanted to run a league how I thought it would be ran. That's okay. why, I. I like it. <clears throat> that's why I made my own league. Nothing wrong with that. Um, but as far I think Jesse kind of uh, put the hammer on the nail when he was talking about how they can work together. I think the only, I mean, there's not going to be any collaboration as far as you know, um, working together. Or anything like that, but if you, a lot of the fancy among bros have already told me they're gonna come and uh, participate in my league, and I, yeah, and you know what? Whether you want to take my league seriously or Colton's league seriously, uh, I would, I would hope that you take both of them seriously. But um, you can try to do uh, reach on those guys that you aren't feeling comfortable in one league and. Maybe reach on another guy in another league that you wanted. Um, I think the way that you draft is a way that could be collaborated. Um, maybe you are up in the air about two free agents, like during week one or week two, that you want to try to pick up. You can pick them or both up, at one in one league and one in the other. Okay. So I think they could, that's how it works out. And I think that's uh, very enticing for a lot of people is that, you know, I always find myself saying, oh, should I pick up this guy? Should I pick up this guy? Should I draft this guy? Should I draft that guy? And, you know, me being only in one league most years, I haven't had that opportunity or I feel like I missed out on that guy. And so I think being in two different leagues gives you, allows you to be able to um, snag that other guy that you were thinking about getting or reaching on that other guy. Okay. So I, like I think it. that's how they could be collaborative. I like that, Drew. Like that about you. Um, Thanks, man. So, um, you know, we've been fo- focusing on Drew. Um, I want to give Jesse a chance to. He was he was attacked a, bit, a couple times last week on the podcast by Champ Champ, aka Wyatt. Um, kind of going right after Jesse's success. I want to quote Wyatt. Um, you know, it's great that you've made the playoffs once every four years. Um, end quote. End quote, yeah. Once every four years. And um, so, Jesse, do you have any, you know, what do you have to respond to that oh, statement? Man, I'm so glad you asked. First off, you know, let me start it off with, you know, I understand that Wyatt's won too. You know, everyone knows that, you know, if you got ears, Wyatt's probably told you that he's done it. Um you know, uh, if he spoke different languages, I'm sure other countries would know he's one too. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, those trophies are getting dusty. All right. You know, what mm-hmm. I mean by that is his last championship was 2015. Last time I checked is 2020. So that's, that's five years. Who was right the president there. during that time? <sighs> it was Obama. Yeah. Wow. So different president, you know, different, you know, uh, and, you know, I was checking the stats, and he, he was talking about how he's a great drafter. And I cannot lie, last year he had to draft for the ages. You know, one through six, he was probably, you know, 
probably the best draft out there. And you know, I had to take a slice of humble pie there. Mm. I was I was on the Amari bandwagon. I was on. You know, I did like Josh Jacobs. I wanted to draft him myself. So, but Amari, I was especially I was, critical I was of. Curious, mm-hmm. I was critical of that as but, well. But you know, but you know, I was doing my research, and um, you know, we've been in this league seven years. Okay, and if we're looking, you know, strictly at Wyatt and myself, out of those seven years, I've scored uh, more during the league in four out of the four out of the seven years. So that's a four to three advantage me. Okay. Sounds like you had to dig I, deep for that. I, one. I I just had to look. You know, if you go look on the fantasy league stats, they're there. Um, of the seven years, three of those years, I've been the highest scoring team in the league. Ooh. Okay, highest scoring team in the league. Anyone who plays fantasy, I don't care if it's one year, I don't care if it's five, I don't care if it's twenty, knows that luck has a lot to do with it. Mm-hmm. It does. So. You know, my... Sean Jackson? Yeah. There's been, you know, the, the Aaron Rodgers Hail Mary. I'm sure Wyatt knows exactly what I'm talking about here. You know, luck plays a huge factor in fantasy. So, so yeah, he's he's one... Wyatt t- has gotten in with some luck? Oh, for sure. And I'm sure Wyatt would, would be happy to say it himself. Mm-hmm. And I'm sure... I would agree. I'm, I'm almost certain he would follow up but he that he won. So last year, if we're going to talk about luck, I was the highest scoring team in the league. Mm-hmm. You know, Were if you? you look at the numbers, highest scoring team in the league. I'll have to double check it. But I ended up four and nine. So, you know, you want to t- why? You know, he's saying all about his drafting great, and he did. But you know, when it comes down to it, I scored more points than he did nope. during the season. But luck would find it. I didn't win as many games, and that's just how fantasy goes. Mm. So anyone who plays fantasy knows luck, you know, plays just a big a part of skill in this league. Okay. Um, so, yeah. Anyway, thank you, Jesse. That's a great way to mm-hmm. articulate that, and you kind of have some good points. Um, points win games. Mm-hmm, that's true. Obviously, it didn't work quite as well as you hoped last mm-hmm. year, mm-hmm. but that is definitely a storyline we'll have to follow, that Jesse versus... Uh, Wyatt rivalry because uh, he did he took some direct shots right at you and I just want to give you the opportunity to kind of touch on those yeah. and uh, great rebuttal great rebuttal so um, let's get back into fantasy uh, I want to do a little bit of this or that yeah. okay um, hypothetical you have about maybe pick seven eight that range um, you're forced with choosing Michael Thomas, stud receiver out of New Orleans, or Derek Henry, who's been just a fantasy superstar, uh, especially end of last year. Who would you take out of those two, Michael Thomas or Derek Derek Henry? Start with Jesse. All right. Well, this is a real tough one. I can't lie to you. And I've, I've stated before in my previous um, – uh, Podcast that I always go running back twice, but the volume that Michael Thomas receives, especially in a half PPR league, is just too hard to deny. If you just look at his last couple years, there's not really a, a receiver that receives more targets than than Michael Thomas. And as Wyatt mentioned in his last podcast, 
um, you know, volume speaks volume. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if you're getting a guy that's getting getting targets, getting getting chances to do something with the ball, that's always nice. Now, Derrick Henry does get chances, I can't lie to you. But there is something about a six foot three, two hundred and forty pound running back taking hits, you know, day in, day out, that can kind of be scary. Yep. Right? There's not many players in league history that have had his size his workload and and panned out. You know, he's going to break down. He's going to have some regression. He's going to he's going to break down one of these days. Is I it going to be this year? I don't know. Is it going to be next year? I don't know. But are you do you want to be the guy when when Derek when Derrick Henry breaks down? Do you want to be the guy that he's on your roster when Derrick Henry finally breaks down? Hmm. Or you can go with Michael Thomas who has not had much if any injury issues and he's going to get, you know, the rock He's going to have 120, 130 catches with some, some touchdowns in there. So that's, that's just my look on it. If I'm going between the two, I'm going Mike Thomas. Okay. All right, Drew, what about you, Mike Thomas, Jack Henry? Um, I got a little bit of bias here. Um, you know, I had Mike Thomas uh, for actually the last couple of years now. Uh, one via trade, or both via trade. And, uh, you know, He's just Mr. Consistent. You just got to love a wide receiver who's just going to consistently at least put up uh, double double digits. And uh, especially in that half PPR, you know, um, if he's going to get 10 targets a game, that's like a, extra, that's like a touchdown, you yeah, know. Definitely. And so um, just the Thomas. consistency and the volume, like Jesse was saying, um, I love the addition of uh, – Jameis, but just you know, Breeze is getting older, so you know, some might say, you never know, you know, yep. And so, that insurance policy just guarantees that he'll have, um, so <laughs> thank you, Drew. Oh, yeah, all right, thank you, Drew, for that. Uh, I want to stay on receiver, Michael Thomas. Uh, we're gonna go from Michael Thomas to someone who is in a little lower rank than them Tyler Boyd Tyler Boyd or Marvin Jones those two oh, receivers who would you rather have mm, Marvin Jones or Tyler Boyd um you know I'd probably just go with Marvin Jones right now mm. um I don't have much of a explanation to it I just I yeah I just still see the Bengals you know not as a great offense and, you know, I always go off after those, like, hi- nice high-powered offenses. Okay. <laughs> and so, um, you know, I still think Stafford's got some gas in him. Um, and I think uh, TJ Hawkinson's going to have a nice year. So one that um, take away targets from Jones? Well, I, ugh, can you let me fucking finish? <laughs> Not just give the mic away. Okay. All right, Marvin Jones for Drew. Sorry, guys. So, you know. Who do you think, Jesse? Marvin Jones, Tyler Boy. So I'm going to go with Marvin Jones for, I got two reasons. One, Marvin Jones is a better player. Okay. Okay. Um, He's also in a more pass-friendly offense. And what I mean by that is everyone knows Matt Stafford likes to, you know, sling the ball around. He's one of a few quarterbacks that's had 5,000-yard passing season. And even though Matt Patricia likes to, you know, he's been trying to establish some sort of run offense, 
you know, undoubtedly it's still a passing offense in Detroit. Second, in Cincinnati, yes, they got Joe Burrow, but um, nothing coaches and offensive corners like to do more to assist a rookie quarterback than to establish a run game. Mm. So with, you know, Joe Mixon in the backfield for Cincinnati, he is probably going to get more looks than he has in past years just to take, you know, a little bit of a pressure off, a little bit of a load off of Joe Burrow in the passing game. And there's going to be lumps with Joe Burrow. There's, there, you know, there's not been many quarterbacks to come in their rookie year and light it up. And I would even suggest that, you know, most rookie quarterbacks do not come up come in and, and, and uh, rock it. Okay. Seeing how, you know, I think the record for touchdowns by a rookie quarterback is, what, 26 or 27? I think that's Russell and, and Peyton Manning. I think are the only two to, to possibly have that high. And if you look at it, 26 is not a lot of pos- passing touchdowns. So I just don't think Tyler Boyd, you know, quite has the, uh, the chances, the opportunities or the talent that Marvin Jones has in Detroit. So I'm going to take Marvin Jones in, you know, long story short. Okay, um, I'm actually going to disagree with these guys. Marvin Jones, yeah, he's great. If you look at his numbers, a lot of touchdowns. And touchdowns are really hard to, you know, replicate, replicate and to reproduce over and over again. And let's look at Tyler Boyd. He's, uh, he's a slot receiver. Joe Burrow, he loves slot. He loves slot receivers. Um, AJ Green, no one knows his status. Joe Burrow is arguably one of the most pro quarterback. I mean, pro ready quarterbacks, you know, that we've had in a long time. He's already twenty four years old at LSU. He was running a pro style offense. He looked, you know, f- capable at least. And um, AJ Green, no one knows, you know, his injury history. So given the volume Tyler Boyd is going to have, and let's not forget about Marvin Jones' offensive coordinator, Daryl Bevel. They just drafted um, the, res- the running back out of Georgia. What's his name? Swift. Yeah, John- uh, Swift yeah. from Georgia. And they want to pound the rock with the other running back, Keyshawn. Keyshawn? Uh, what's his name? Carry on Johnson. Johnson, yep. So, I mean, they're always – Matt Patricia believes in running the ball. Um, Ken Galladay isn't going anywhere. He's probably going to explode this year, I project. So in this one, I'd actually take Tyler Boyd. But, you know, I think that's a toss-up either way. So let's talk about quarterback. Quarterback is uh, a big position, especially in a two-quarterback league. And uh, two guys who are being drafted very comparatively are Tom Brady and Carson Wentz. So, Drew, what do you think about those two? Who would you rather have, Tom Brady or Carson Wentz? Mr. Brady or Carson? You know, I think you just got to go with Tom. Um, When's the last time Tom's had this many weapons? Um, Some might say, oh, but how old is he? New system, new, you know, first time being away from New England. He's got Gronk. You got Chris Godwin. Mm. You got Mike Evans. Oh, yeah. You got O.J. Howard. You got Cameron Braid still? Yep. Am I missing someone? You got Gronk? Did you mention Gronk? Yeah, I said Gronk. Did you mention? Yeah, I mean, that's everyone. And so, you know what? I just think, um, why not? Okay, why not? (laughs) Okay. It's just enticing. Okay. Tom Brady has a lot of weapons. 
I like Why it. not? Okay. It's just in very enticing. Enticing? It's very enticing. It's a gut thing. And, you know, you, just, you can't ever discredit the GOAT. You know? okay. Remember yeah. that one time I drafted him, what, 7th, 8th round? Yeah, that worked out. He was the man for me that year. Mm-hmm. Jesse, what do you think? So this might be one of the best this or that questions I've heard Whoa. to date. Just because, you know, there's so many different factors. I think, you know, Chris Carson, obviously. Carson Wentz. Oh, what did I say? Chris Carson? <laughs> Not Chris Carson. Chris Carson was in the last podcast I listened oh, to. Shout out Wyatt. But Carson Wentz is more close to his prime, obviously, I would say, than, um, than a Tom Brady, you yep. know. Um, Carson Wentz, even though... Dual threat. Dual threat, yeah, even though probably a little less than usual because of his injuries, but he's still got that dual threat option. The Tom Brady you know, but, but, you know, as Drew pointed, pointed out, and it's hard to ignore, you know, the last time Tom Brady had weapons like this, you know, uh, you know uh, maybe a Randy Moss, he threw for 50 touchdowns, mm-hmm. okay? You know, now he's got options not only on the outside with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin. You know, he's, he's got, you know, the blanket of one of the best tight ends ever in, in Rob Gronkowski. Right. You know, O.J. Howard, an athletic freak at tight end. So um, he's got so many choices to pick from. So, so I'm going to have Brady? to lean towards Brady just because, you know, Brady is the GOAT. You can't lie. He's the GOAT. He's got weapons. And Carson Wentz. You don't know when that guy is going to be out for the season. Mm-hmm. You know, as bad as it might sound, you don't know when, you know, Carson Wentz will tear an ACL, get a concussion, hurt his shoulder. You know, it's been it's, – if you just look at his medical past, yeah. it shows. Seems, as he's, mm-hmm. seems like he's made of glass. Yeah. So, you don't want a guy made of glass on your pants. No. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk about tight end. Something we haven't really talked about in any podcast is the tight end position. Two – Guys who are probably going to go pretty high in the draft is Zach Ertz and Evan Ingram, same division. So Drew's on offer up right now, kind of strong. I'm going to go to Jesse. What do you think? Yeah, so this one's tough. This one's tough. I love Evan Ingram. You know, he's basically, you know, a tall receiver on on the line. Yep. And the thing about that is that he's getting matched up against, you know, linebackers. Right. Mismatch. He's getting lined up against safeties, mismatch. So he's going to have those chances to win his, his one-on-one deals. And there is no bigger safety blanket for a new quarterback like Daniel Jones than a tight end mm-hmm. up the middle. So Ingram for you? But, oh. you know, I'd love to do that. But <laughs> Zach Ertz has proven no matter who's been at quarterback, because you know Carson Wentz has gone down in the past. Yeah, Wentz likes him a lot. Yeah. So Zach Ertz is, is proven as a top three, top four tight end year in, year out. And Ingram has a lot of injuries too. too. And yeah. And Ingram's, you know, a little smaller, a little skinnier, so he has the chance to get hurt much more than Zach Ertz does. Even though there is Dallas Goddard and he's been starting to, you know, push more and more against Ertz because he's talented. I'd still have to give the edge to Ertz. Drew, what do you think on that? Drew. Zach Ertz. Zach Ertz, dude. All right. Over the volume Ingram. is nice. Too many other weapons to compete with in New York. Like I was talking about, Slayton. Uh-huh. I like Slayton a lot this year. So. Which I don't know why. Well, you'll fucking find out. <laughs> okay. Oh, All right. Well, board bet. Board bet. Put it on know. the board. How many? What do you think Slayton's good for? 
<laughs> We're gonna go to Slayton. I already talked about it. Dude, you and Aaron both disagree. He's garbage. All right, we'll see. Ooh. Board bet. Ooh. Okay, but sorry guys. All right, let me do this or that Cal- for you. Okay. <laughs> I'm, I'm listening. Okay, but I had a different one actually in mind. <laughs> I'll let you go ahead. And no, go ahead. Me. I'm listening. We could improvise. No, it's okay. Let's go to the RBs. Yeah, let's go to RBs. Well, this one RB Drew hadn't even heard of, so I don't oh, know. Now he's throwing fire. So Keyshawn Vaughn or J.K. Dobbins, two rookie running backs. J.K. Dobbins, because <laughs> apparently I don't know who Keyshawn Vaughn is. Drew doesn't know who Keyshawn Vaughn is. Maybe Jesse doesn't either. Uh, I don't know who Keyshawn Vaughn is. <laughs> so who is Keyshawn Vaughn, Kyle? Can you enlighten us in the listeners? Keyshawn Vaughn, um, he's a great running back. He played at Vanderbilt, and he... <laughs> He was a stud at Vanderbilt, obviously not very good, but played against good competition. Uh, very explosive, very good pass catcher. As you know, Tom Brady loves his pass catchers, uh, i.e. Deion Lewis. And Ronald Jones can't catch a cold. He can't catch a cold buck naked fishing in Alaska. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, I think Keyshawn Vaughn is a nice sneaky pick. Um and J.K. Dobbins, he's kind of buried on the depth chart. He Obviously, I think he's going to get touches, but I know they just drafted a running back from Oklahoma State last year. I think it's Hill, Justice Hill. Obviously, Mark Ingram. I just think there's too many mouths to feed in Baltimore for him to be a reliable fantasy in Keyshawn Vaughn. Like, these guys hadn't even heard of him. And yeah, so you, that could have been a steal for you, but no. Well, yeah, like I, I said, Like I said in the previous episode, this is an outreach. I want to help you guys yeah. out. Hey, thanks, man. I really Educational. That. Yep. It's educational. Uh, so, Drew, you had a, a this or that for me? Yeah. The guru? Yeah. You know, I want to do some high-profile wide receivers here. Okay. You know, we talk about Chris Godwin, the nice breakout year he had last year. Okay? He's got a new quarterback. Maybe not as much um, passing as last year, but, you know, it's still Bruce Arians' offense. Mm-hmm. So, we could see... But would you rather have Chris Godwin, Godwin. or Devontae Adams? Mm, I would take Devontae. Let's hear it. Why? Um, you know, Mike Evans is there. What about turf toe? (laughs) (laughs) Not concerned about turf toe (laughs) at this point. Um, Devontae just, dude, it's all about volume. Devontae is going to get forest fed. Who else? Alan Lazard? Who else is there? Yeah, exactly. I know. I'm, that's why I'm asking you. No, you're attacking me with well, this question. I said, I said, what's your reasoning? Okay, I'm just saying. You asked vol- me what my Volumes reasoning. King and, and Devontae Adams has a lot of talent. What about you? No, so when you ask me what's my reasoning, I'm, are you attacking me? Yes. Oh, okay. I'll, Kyle, I'll take what's, it. what's your reasoning against Slayton? You know, we talked about oh. Slayton earlier. That He's already Slayton. talked about this. Well, I, I didn't get to hear it. Let's hear about Slayton. Jesse's not a listener, but he's meant that end up getting on two podcasts. I, my thing with Slayton is I just don't think he's, like, that talented. So, Does so, anyone know what college he went to? What does that matter? Well, was he drafted, like, second round? I don't think he was. I don't think he was talented. I think he just kind of came up at the right time, and Golden Tate was hurt, Evan Ingram was hurt, and he just got a lot of targets because the, the Giants suck. So they're throwing the ball a lot, and he, you know, racked up a lot of fantasy points, and everyone wants to jump on this Darius Slayton bandwagon. But now that Ingram's feeling good, 
Golden Tate is going to play for a full season. And they have um, Sterling Shepard. Like, who gives a shit about uh, Darius Slayton? You could take Darius Slayton. We'll find out this year. Yeah, but I'm just like, you could have me on record saying that Darius Slayton. Where did he go to college? Yeah, fifth rounder. Fifth round pick from? From? I'm looking. Auburn. From Auburn. Auburn. That's it. That's an SEC school. It's an SEC school, so, yeah. But. So you're saying the only reason he broke out at the end of last year is because Golden Tate was injured. Yep. Evan Ingram was injured. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And they had to pass it. And they had to pass it. But they still have NFL uh, DBs. Covering? Covering. You know, just because the number one receivers are hurt in New York doesn't mean that the number one re- defenders well, are, are hurt in other, how many, like, other teams. He had, like, multiple two-touchdown games. He, he balled. He you, did, know, you can't deny that he balled this year. Like, do you think that's you just... You cannot be, deny that. You, that's just... I mean, I can understand because he had more volume. Um, yeah, yeah it's, a, it's a big fluke, guys. And, you know, I shouldn't really have to defend myself too much with my two titles. But no, I'm honestly right. telling you... I'm honestly telling you... Darius Slayton. Why it rubbing off on you? Uh oh. Mm, yep. Yeah, Arrogance is right. coming to the surface. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I just guys, I just have to say, come on, Darius Slayton. That's who you guys want to be starting dude, on your team, dude. I'm not saying he's a first round pick. <laughs> I'm not. I'm not saying you are, but you're talking him up like he's on your team, and he's a starter. I'm just saying I wouldn't be opposed t- drafting. He had eight touchdowns last year. That's not a bad mm. stat. Half the games he had a touchdown. 740 yards. Yeah, but I, th- I think like five of them were like in two games. I want you guys to win. Dude, I want you guys to win. I really do. I, I want, want that too. You, you're, you're saying that like you're a fucking outreach program. <laughs> <laughs> like, I'll let, I'll let you have this win. Or some charity. Yes. Okay, guys. Um, please win. I hate to say this, but if you want to win, don't drop Darius Slayton. Oh. So even if it's like 130. Okay, obviously he's not going to get drafted that late. Some oh, so you're saying he's... Probably so- one of you two is going to reach on him, thinking he's so fucking good. And uh, it's going to be really sad when you're trying to trade him, and you can't get much for him. Um, but don't say it and tell you. So you are going on record saying that Darius Slayton's going to be a bust this year. Yes. Can we say that? I could say Darius Slayton... Um, How many touchdowns is he not worth a roster. He's Let's not, do the board not right worth now. a starting He's spot. not going to get... Not even going to get five touchdowns. Not five touchdowns. He's going to get five or less. Okay. How many oh. yards are you thinking? And he might get 800 yards. 800? Uh, I think he's 100. <laughs> so, guys, you know, whatever your thoughts. You're saying 800 yards and five touchdowns? Uh, are you saying his that's peak. not a good stat? That's his peak. That's Pete. That's, that's his. Pete. Ho- that's his ceiling. Wow. That's a. I mean, that's Dude, still a. Dude, they got Sterling Shepard. They uh, Evan Ingram. What has Sterling Shepard done? They that makes him they, so over and beyond. Gary that's what I was trying to get to. Dude, look at Sterling Shepard's numbers when he's actually playing. Obviously, he has a lot of cutting guys. Actually playing. Well, when he's hurt. Okay. You know, that has to play a factor. What, well, dude? You could. You know, I want to hear Max's uh, thoughts on this. Because he, he is likes Slayton. He does. He likes Slayton. He does. You can't argue with Slayton. I do. Let's let's. You let's guys, get Max on the line as, right now. As someone else could draft Darius Slayton. Let's see what Max as, is doing. As Tampa Bay proved, you know you'd play you him. Know. You know you would play him if you didn't have anyone else. Hello. Yes. You guys hear me? Oh, what's up, Max? Sorry. Hey. 
Um, welcome. We're waiting for Jesse. He's getting a little snack. He's coming back right now. Oh, no worries. Um, this is a brand new segment. It's cold call of the week. Uh, we kind of got really heated about Darius Slayton. Hmm. My argument is that Darius Slayton, um, a lot of mouths to feed in New York, Ingram, Shepard, um, Golden Tate. Obviously, Barkley's going to get a lot of catches, too. These guys are saying that right now they would draft um, – what's his name again? Darius Slayton? Be careful with your words. But, Max, I know you, you paid him to the Giants. Mm-hmm. Just help – I just kind of want you to back me up on this. Like, Darius Slayton, he's not that good. Oh, I, I, I disagree. Uh, <laughs> I, I, I think uh, – I don't, I don't know. I think uh, how – I guess it's – how high are Jesse and Drew? How high are you guys on Darius Slayton? Well, I would probably take him round six or seven. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I I think that I think that's in a... what range though. Like, come on, can we can have a comparison? Because I I'd always take him over like Keenan Reynolds. He could be my flex. Okay. Okay. I, I guess it's it's hard to just throw names flex. around in the NFL like just random wide receivers. I would say on the Giants roster. Um amongst their receivers, I would take him number one on the team. Wow. Over Tate and Shepard and Ingram? Over, Yeah, I think uh, Shepard and Ingram both have injury histories that I have personally dealt with um, as a fan <laughs> and as a someone who has drafted both of them in multiple years. Um, uh, Ingram has trouble staying on the field. I don't think he's played more than 10 games in the past three years in any season. Uh, uh, Shepard has concussion history, which is always scary. He's always out for a couple games every year. Uh, and he also is, he's, he's also, he had two, yeah, two concussions last year. Uh, and he's also just kind of inconsistent. I think, um, like you were right though, like Barkley's going to be getting a lot of, like most of the catches, I think, uh, I think he'll probably have the most receptions on the team. Uh, but I think Darius Slayton, especially if Ingram or Shepard or both go down for any amount of time. I think he's gonna uh, he's gonna like he's gonna blow up. I think uh, he's he's kind of takes on like a lot of the long receptions for the team. Uh, he's got the potential to go for 150 yards and two touchdowns like in any given game, pretty much. Uh, so I think he like the amount of upside that he has mixed with the opportunities that he can get, especially if a couple people get injuries. I think that he is a very good draft pick, especially yeah, in, like the mid 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 rounds. Okay, well. Uh, that's really, really, really well articulated, Max. Yeah, sorry, to, sorry. To, you you called me, and then I just came in and shit on your argument. So <laughs> my bad. Yeah. I disagree. I, I'm sorry. I mean, I can't just bank on a guy getting. Yeah. Uh, no. I mean, I think he's a. I think he's like a. Uh, if if they don't get hurt, if everything goes well for the Giants, I think he'll be a little bit worse than that spot. Like, I don't think he'll be much worse. Um, but if if they get if people get hurt, I think he's a. Uh, High, like a low wide receiver one, like Ooh, high you think he's a, low receiver one. Do you think you know in the situation that those two guys get hurt? Do you think he'd be possibly a championship winner for you, a sneaky one? Like if you drafted him in, in in the mid, like the mid late rounds, like yeah, yeah, yeah. I think uh, if if you if you draft him like say in like round eight, and then he gets become basically becomes the number one wide receiver on that team, uh, and performs really well i think that is a good a very good good value for you it could potentially mm-hmm. put your team over the edge especially if you had a good early draft okay but Kyle, very, very hypothetical 
Okay, but Kyle, you're saying you can't say that you've never drafted a player a little bit higher than usual because the people in front of them were injury prone. Yeah, that's part of the that's part of the deal. Of, that's of part of football. Yeah, dude, I just don't know why. Okay, maybe he is really good, but I'm just I'm not. I'd rather take a. I don't know who's even drafted in his. I don't know where he's projected. I think he's projected but, similarly to like the other Giants wide receivers, which is why I kind of kept it within that team. Uh, like Golden Tate, yeah. I think he's a. I would take Tate over Shepard. I would. You, I mean, I take Tate over him, and I'd also take Shepard over him. Interesting. Yeah, I, I, I just think I think Shepard has too big of an injury history, and I think I've had him in the past. Like, I swear I've had him at least in the past two years in a row, and it sucked. <laughs> yeah. It was not. It was not a fun thing. Is either he would do really well, get like a hundred receiving yards, and like maybe a touchdown, and then. He'd either have a dud game or he'd get hurt. Like it's, it's rough. What was Tate's stats last year? Um, very average. Uh, a lot of receptions. Uh, like for how many yards he got. Uh, but not anything. He's probably low wide receiver too, like level. Okay. Low, like very or maybe a flex. Like pro- actually probably a flex pick, honestly. Okay. Like nothing, nothing special. Which is why I, I would say I would take Darius Slayton over those other two because even when they're performing at their best, they're not. The Giants don't have any game breakers uh, at yeah. the wide receiver position. So, and that's what I was saying is like when Tate was at the helm, he was like doing average, you know. And then when he got hurt, Slayton came in and he was like averaging like wide receiver, wide receiver two numbers. Yeah, yeah, he's he like, popping was, off. Yeah, didn't he have a game where he had three touchdowns. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think he had a couple yeah. games uh, around a hundred. 25 to 150 yards and then he had multiple yeah. like multiple games with multiple touchdowns so yeah and he's a rookie he was a rookie yeah yeah so that, that was just that's my or was that a second year no i say he was a, he was a rookie that's what i'm trying to say i don't know guys i'm sorry it's like the giants passing game they already have a lot of big name receivers but max we appreciate you um, yeah of course you know um kind of tipping the scales on this one <laughs> I'm obviously in the minority. That's okay. Um, hey, hey, prove prove us wrong. Get draft draft yeah. Golden Tate in the eighth round and have him have That's him show out. Aaron's on your side, okay? Yeah, I got Aaron. Um, <laughs> and Max, we talk about this. We're we're about to drop this podcast probably in the next hour because we're wrapping it up. But we got to get you on fantasy baseball. Mm. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I I I'm down. I, I am not a uh, very good at keeping track. Of staying up to date, but since it's a sixty-game season, I think that'll be a lot easier for me. So yeah. Yep, super chill. Six-game seasons, all hitters, pretty easy to manage. You don't need to worry about who's pitching every night, etc. So perfect. Anyway, I just thought I'd put you on the spot with that one. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, for sure. All right. Thank you, Max. Yeah, good you talking to you guys. Call of the week. Nice job, cold call. Yeah. Max. All right. Later. See you, Max. All right. Well, thank you, Max, for that cold call. Um, we're probably gonna land this plane pretty soon. The last thing I wanted to talk about was kind of fantasy hacks, fantasy tips, tricks, um, just kind of cheat codes that you've learned over the years. Kind of want to put Jesse on the spot. What do you think, Jesse, have you learned as your fantasy hacks? You've obviously been a great trader. Um, Start off a couple of years, maybe three, four, five years, 0-3, 0-4, 0-5. And you've been able to dig yourself out. Is there any hacks that you've learned over the years? Um, you know, I said, I think in the first podcast, you know, I like to 
you know, wait until one of my guys that maybe I'm not sold completely on and I have my eye on another player, you know, wait until he has that, that good game. You know, whether it be a running back and maybe he's got a couple touchdowns and, and 100 yards. When I know that, that everybody's got their eyes on him, got, their ears are, are attuned to what he's been doing so that maybe I can sell him off. And, you know, even though he might be an average or above average running back or receiver or so on, maybe be able to pull someone a little higher up on the ladder just because this guy had a, a, a good game or a good week. Okay. Um, I also want to say, you know, um, this doesn't have to do with trade, more about draft, but, you know, if you're going between two people, you know, there's a few little little things you can go through before you make your pick if, you got, if you're stuck on two different players. You know, volume, who's going to get more touches? Um, obviously, you know, the more touches, the more opportunities, the more opportunities, the better stats. Um, offense, you know, is, is it, uh, you know, a Saquon Barkley deal where he's, you know, Far and away the best player, and the rest of the offense is lacking. So maybe it's put on all him. So he doesn't maybe maybe they got more people in the box, sort of thing. Or is it you know a, a, a Kansas City Chiefs deal where everyone's good, and you know you don't know who might get it, but once they do get it, they're gonna ball. They're gonna score touchdowns. They're gonna score points. And, you know after it all comes down to that, if you can't decide, you know who who do you like more? You know, who are you going to be happy with seeing on your roster? Okay. Who do you want to succeed more sort of deal? You know, if it's up to me, if I'm going between two players, let's say, you know, for example, and one of those players is a Hawk, one of those players is a Niner, you I'm going to go with the Niner, yep. you know, in my own personal preference, just because I want them to succeed more. If they do succeed more, I'm happier. So, you okay. know, whatever it comes down to, you know, go with your gut is almost what I'm sort of saying if it, if it all comes down to it. Okay. Thank you, Jesse. Great insight. Drew DeVell? No, Anything? not really. Nothing? No. Nothing. Okay. Um, well, that's okay. My fantasy hack, it's probably it's silly for me to tell you guys this, but like I said, it's an outreach podcast. I'm trying to help you guys learn. I'm trying to help you guys evolve. Um, always draft a tight end high. Tight ends are highly coveted in this league. Draft a tight end high. Trade him. You know... Five, six, seven weeks into the season for a solid running back receiver, then try to stream tight ends for the, you know, they're out. So I've, I felt I've done that a couple of years and it's really paid off for me. I want to share that little tidbit with you guys. I think it's a great tip. Um, yeah, so thank you guys for listening and peace out, Girl Scouts. Well, thank you guys so much for listening, being a part of this Fantasy Among Bros Fantasy Football Podcast. Remember to join Fantasy Baseball. I'm really desperate for owners. Dude, it's free, free league. Try to get a $25 gift card. Uh, should be a good time. Keep you busy. Keep your interest high in baseball and get your fantasy juices flowing into fantasy football. Ba- uh, football. So, anyway... Hope you enjoyed the podcast. Let me know if you want to be on. I'm very desperate for uh, guests. Just very desperate individual in general. Um, Anyway, hope you're doing well and take care.